On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Mays, and this is Collect Call with Suge Knight. What you're about to hear are conversations, raw and uncut, with the legendary founder of Death Row Records. He's currently serving a 28-year sentence in California State Prison. His honesty, vulnerability, and current state of mind will all be heard in this groundbreaking podcast series, featuring conversations with me and many other guests who have agreed to accept Suge's collect call. Suge will be putting periods to all question marks while answering everything hip-hop fans worldwide want to know. History will be made and documented in real time each week on Collect Call with Suge Knight. Suge and I both want to hear from you. So if you have any questions or input, please be sure to contact us at Breakbeat Media, authentically hip-hop. Welcome to Collect Call with Suge Knight. This is Global Tell Link. You have a prepaid call from This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. To accept this call, dial 5 now. My grandfather on my mother's side mother's father, rather. He wrote the song, Corina, Corina. Corina, Corina, where you been so long? Corina, Corina. He played guitar and sang and shit. And when he did that song, not only did he not get paid, they made a movie about it. Still didn't get paid. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me find out with that publishing stuff about it. That's why the first thing I started getting into was the publishing. Mm. Getting ready to put out Doggy Style, Michael Fuchs called me and said, hey, I would like to give you $100 million. Build you two state-of-the-art studios, 10 million apiece. Leave Interscope, come directly with me. And Dion, was involved in it. Dion Ward was involved in it also. So you know me being a ghetto I'm like, put that in writing and uh, fax it to me. Wasn't no, wasn't no emails and no shit like that or text messages. So he put it in writing, he faxed it to me. I called an emergency meeting with Ted Fields and Jimmy Irene. I said, look, I know how, not just you, how we can leave time wanting to go do a deal somewhere else. They said, how could we do that? So I explained it to him. They was like, well, how do we got proof? I said, read this. I got the proof on the fax machine. It's a fax. They read it. Jimmy like, that's good. I said, yeah, I ain't never slow. I said, where I'm from, if you slow, you get taken advantage of. So I'm not the slow one. So that's when they was all happy because they can leave time wanting 
do a deal somewhere else. Doug Morris used to work for Time Warner. I met Doug, and Doug was an incredible guy, and I felt he was a great guy. Jimmy used to work for A&M. Jimmy was like, we can go back to A&M. I said, no, let's go with Doug going, and Doug ended up going to MCA. That's how we all ended up at MCA. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. The crazy thing about that, you would think their loyalty would be to me. One of the things with the Broomfields, I was in prison at the time. They sued Interscope and they sued Jeff Rowe. Jimmy and Interscope settled with the Broomfields behind Corrupt for $50,000. When they settled for $50,000, they said we was guilty. We was not guilty, but how can I win if my distributor settled for $50,000? So the Broomfield attorneys, obviously is white, they say, well, they got Jimmy to settle for $50,000 so they can win, and they said they put everything on the black man. Once again, since Interscope and Jimmy themselves for $50,000, they admitted guilt. It cost me $10 million. Interscope sends Death Row a letter. Interscope distributes Death Row catalog. My deal with Interscope, they pay $300,000 every month for operation fee for my label. They sent the letter saying they're not gonna, they don't want to be involved and do business and distribute any records or any artists that one, gets in trouble, two, curse on the records. And the crazy thing about it, that's one of the reasons why they said they wanted Andre with them. Because right after they got Andre, he did an interview with MTV saying that, hey, I would never curse on records, I would never call women, I would never do one of any of this stuff. That's why he did that album they put out called Aftermath. It, called, it was called uh, Who Been There, Who Done That. So from that point, they didn't have any ties with Death Row. See, they, that was a power move because if they don't destroy my catalog and they talk to their peers and tell them don't destroy my catalog, who will? Hmm. Okay, I'm a man. I figured it out. I'm in prison. Now I'm in prison. Jimmy coming to visit me. All that. Shit. So one day, they give one of the security guys a call. Say, hey, Dad's and a couple of guys hammered and stole all his um, his masters uh, that should pay for Tupac song, song with him on his own. and should pay for all that. Hammered went to the studio and stole all these that belongs to Sugar Death Row. And Dad stole a couple of reels and pox songs and they going around trying to sell them. That's destroying his catalog. Hmm. Jimmy tells the security guy, that's my friend, bring me all his catalog, his archives, with all his stuff. I'm going to keep it safe for him while he's in prison. So the security guy brings it to Jimmy. Jimmy hmm. and David Corn, once I get home, you didn't know I said, about okay, Yasha. I didn't know about this. So when I came home, I'm like getting ready to go through my archives and all my masters and, you know, put my shit back together. Where's all my Interscopes has it. Why Interscopes has my We ain't doing business with them. They're like, well, Jimmy said this. He looking out. He looking out for me. If he was looking out for me, they'd be still distributing my catalog. 
So, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, and when I was coming up the ranks, money wasn't constantly flowing as fast as my dreams were. I used to wish there was a way I could get some financial momentum without a lot of stress. I wish we had something like earning back in those days. I mean, let's be real, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. So I know you're wondering what earning is. It's an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the earning app, verify your paycheck, then you get your money as you work. There's no fees to you, just get to enjoy your money earlier. Any money you access is automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Tis the season to give, so use the money you access to buy that special friend or family member a gift. If it were up to me, I'd spend the money on a romantic night out with my fiance. See Liz for the nights we dress up and take on the town. Join Earnings over three and a half million customers who've made the app a part of their financial routine. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Collect Call under Podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Collect Call under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So I go straight to Interscope. Let me holler at y'all cats. I'm talking to those dudes. I'm like, look, man, where's all my archives? You know, your archives is everything. Your masters, any songs you put out, any songs you didn't put out. First thing they said was, well, the first thing we did with your, with your catalog and stuff and all of all the albums you put out, they said, we took all the drum beats from them and they captured all your drum beats. I said, for what? He said, because Trey wanted the drum beats where he could put other, you know, build other songs around it. So at that time, he didn't do all these drum beats and even if he did some drum beats, those drum beats is probably the death row because that might have been old murder was the case, even though he didn't do nothing on there, but Doggy Style or The Chronic or whatever it was. Devante might have had some drum beats. Quick might have had some drum beats. They took all those drum beats. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. He was using for the album he did, the albums he was doing with, you know, all these other artists. I said, no, I don't work like that, Jimmy. That's still part of my catalog. I said, we'll talk about that later, but where's my... So he called David Korn in. David Korn's a real good guy. He owns uh, business affairs. I like David Korn. So David Korn, David Korn comes in and says, well, look, man, uh, Jimmy said, tell him. So it was Jimmy and David Korn, and they said, Pac Mother, Fanny came up there with some guys with guns and said, hey, I want all of Tupac stuff. They, people said they sent their stuff. So they showed them guns. They took all the masters. Hmm. And this is the craziest shit about this. We were doing, like, say, for instance, that Pac did a song, said it was a dog pound. That's not a Pac song, that's a dog pound song. Pac is doing some songs for um, a soundtrack. That's not a Pac song, that was done for a soundtrack. But we would record so many songs, if he didn't like it, we didn't use it. 
So then when it came to, we was doing a One Nation project. On this One Nation project, we was gonna get people from the East Coast, people from the Midwest, people from down South, people from the West Coast, it was gonna be like One Nation, to everybody do this project. How much of that did y'all so record? Oh man, it had to have been probably about 80 some songs, mm. right? So when they took all those songs, that's a project that's owned by Death Row. Not by Interscope, not by no one, but Death Row. So I'm thinking like, this is, so now I gotta try to get to the bottom of it. Then everything started going, I start, you know, when something happened, you make you think. And Pac's mother came to visit me in prison. So when she came to visit me in prison, I'm like, hey, I've been hearing a lot of crazy shit. She said, yeah, so these mother, she talked to me, she looked at me, she said, look, I always loved you. I still do love you. Pac loves you. He said he was his big brother. He said you was the closest person to him. He was honest with him. He said, I think he loved you more than he loved me. I said, not you his mother. He said, but you know, I steal from him. He knows my habit. I said, but still, you his mom. And we started laughing. She said, but I have a problem dealing with you because they told me you had my son killed. I said, who is they? She said, the mother in the scope. So she never told me who, and a light finally clicked on. Oh, I get it. So if motherfuckers try to work me, they gonna turn her against me. They gonna lie on me. And the saddest thing about that shit, she died without knowing the truth. So when when she was visiting she you, and when she was visiting you, and she she you saying she told you that they told her that you were responsible for Pac dying, and, and y'all, I mean, did she just did y'all did she leave? Did y'all talk about it? How did that how did how did that got left? She never. Well, she we never kept talking, but then you know, we kept talking, but then they were rushing around because uh, you know you only have so much time to visit. I could tell it really bothered her. She was in tears, you know, but it was a lie. So now, I understand that what people won't do to play dirty. So, you know, I had that on my mind, and I had another thing on my mind. I was like, okay, Jimmy came to visit me because they had did an aftermath album with, with Andre Flock. So then it was like, well, what could we do to make it better? I said, you got to go back to the basics force cussing and putting everybody on there. So as you know, they were trying to call it the Chronic. I was like, nah, you can't call it the Chronic 2 or Chronic 2000, Chronic nothing, because the Chronic is what I did. Trey didn't even come up with that name. So as we going through all that, Jimmy says, well, I'll give you a dollar off of each CD that's sold. Each unit that's sold, I'll give you one dollar you let us use an anti-crime. I said, no, I'd rather not, because y'all ain't distributed my Y'all said y'all don't want to deal with people who get in trouble or people who cuss on records. I'm quite sure this record's gonna be cussing. 
So he said, remember, if we use the name, I'm going to pay you a dollar off each record or so. So now, the advertisement is the chronic. Everything is the chronic. When they put this, when they put the CD out, instead of using the chronic, they use the logo. I said, man, check this shit out. I, when I first met you, I told you, I'm not slow. Where I'm from, if you're slow, you get taken advantage of. So I said, it's like this. If I go to the Raiders, I said, if I put this magazine out and I use the Raiders name, I'm going to give you a dollar off each magazine I sell. And then at the last minute, I don't use the Raiders name, I use the Raiders logo. Right. So that's still using the Raiders name if they see the logo. If you see the, the logo <laughs> and it's the Raiders logo, you're going to say that's the Raiders, right? Definitely. So if you take the chronic leaf and don't say the name, but you use the leaf that we use, it's gonna be what? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna know what it is. They, yeah, hey, Dad, you being scary, but it's gonna be the chronic. <laughs> I said for you, you know, <laughs> they ain't gonna know. They're saying it's the chronic. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So now I got all these things I gotta bring up. I need my catalog. I need my master. I need. Okay. Now. All of a sudden, we get sued. Tomatola, Sony. Interscope, Jimmy. Defro, me. They throw everybody's out because they settle. Everybody settles, so you can't come back. This was a loss. Who so, sued y'all? Uh, the Harrisons. Okay. Lydia Harris. But the crazy thing about that. Jimmy stepped up and said, I'm going to make sure we get this settled because it's my fault. It's okay. Now, moving forward, they still haven't gave my million dollars back or anything else. Moving forward, Jimmy then was complaining that they was writing them pending letters. And Michael Harris was writing them letters saying, hey, people in prison do desperate things. I'm going to get you and all this type of shit. Uh, David Kinner knows. They both know. Said, kidnap David Kinner and Jimmy. Me and the homies came today to Savior and got into it with the niggas he sent up there with. They didn't get neither one of them, so that was a great job done. But far beyond all that, this is the thing that gets me. I should have seen it coming, but I never did. So I tried to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. First, Snoop did a song called Midnight Love. Midnight Did that song, it was with, you know, one of the Tony Tony dudes. He said, hey, I want to do a video to it for 800000 I said, well, by the time we finish and do everything and y'all being late, it's going to be 900000 or a million dollars. So you basically want to do a million dollar video for one song? He said, yeah. I said, do four more songs and we can put an EP out. Because if you do a, one song and we put one song off and it's a single, i never make that million dollars back that I spent on the video. So I told him do four more songs. So Snoop was leaving. He seen he was getting on the elevator. Jimmy was getting on the elevator. And the conversation was supposed to be, what's wrong with you? I got to go do four more songs. And I don't feel like doing them. But Snoop said, I got to do them because I want to put this video out. And, you know, he want to do four more songs. 
Jimmy said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. So he gives Snoop the money to do the video, but I get the invoice saying, hey, we gave Snoop 800000 for this video, so Death Row got to reimburse us. So I did. But at the same time, Snoop said, thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's like trying to get my artist. So then Mr. Lane was the first one to tell me how Jimmy was having dinner with Dre saying, hey, you shouldn't be uh, cursing, you shouldn't be tough and all this type of stuff. You should just be more on the white side. So I'm saying, damn, this is trying to go behind my back and still. So Dre goes and says, hey, man, I want to do a, uh, Jimmy introduced me to this guy that has put a million-dollar studio in my house. I said, well, I'll tell you like this. You're already not coming to the studio doing any work. If you put a studio in your house, you're never going to work. I said, plus, you're not going to want the artist to be at your house recording, right? He said, no. I said, well, sh why should we spend a million dollars to put a studio, a million-dollar studio in your house and you're not going to use it? He tells Jimmy, Jimmy paid for it. He tells Jimmy, thank you, thank you, thank you. But guess what? Guess who paid for it? Me and Death Row. Because hmm. I get in, you know, the letter to, you know, to... This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Either I got to reimburse them with a check, or if they owe me $5 million, they're going to pay me $4 million because the million dollars went to the studio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then Mr. Lay said they was going to have a dinner and lunch, and he was telling them how he should be straight with Interscope. But that's why I was able to get his ass off of death row and let, him, let Jimmy have him. I only gave him $2 million. But I didn't give up my 30% management commission. That's mm -hmm. how the shit got tricky when it came to the straight out of comedy shit in headphones. But look, so I got, I got a phone call today. Um... It was an interesting call. So Snoop called me this morning. And, um, you know, I was talking to him about a few things. And he uh, he brought up um, his case, his murder trial. And he told me that, Suge, that you didn't pay for his legal fees. And that Jimmy Iovine paid for his legal fees. And then he also said that Michael Harris, who was in prison at the time, is the one that used his legal connections, lawyers and stuff, to get Snoop the best lawyers for his case. And I was like, man, that's, that's crazy because, you know, I'm pretty sure what Suge told me was true. So I need it's like to... This, it's like this, Dave. My energy always gonna be good. Okay, Snoop. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, man, I always say this. Most people believe that white people ice is colder than black people ice, no matter what. Same ice. You know, that's how it go. And the thing about it is this, um, either Snoop know you lying or you're a fucking idiot. One of the two, either or. But the thing about it, I want to keep this energy good. I want to keep the energy good for the culture and for our people, and we can move forward and past this. But let's not rewrite history. Number one, <clears throat> if I didn't, this is the thing. 
when I said I was gonna help him get out of his murder case, every person told me don't spend a dollar. You got one song on this dude, he's going to prison for life. That's what everybody said. And they said it's a bad look. But I still stepped up to it. And the other thing is this. I got the receipts where I paid for it. Now, since Jimmy says, since Jimmy Iveen told Snoop, he paid for it, and Snoop believes that, I tell you what, Jimmy can own that, because Snoop can believe that, but fair is fair, right is right, wrong is wrong. Now, what I want from Jimmy is my money back. So what I'm going to do now is, that's committing fraud. So I'm going to have to give me a, some lawyers who are not scared of the good old boys and go after Jimmy and get every dollar I spent on Snoop's, Snoop's murder trial, number one. Number two, I know I ain't going to be able to get the money back. I had to take care of the DAs and make sure his own homeboy stopped ratting on him, who ratted on him. So I'm definitely pinning it on Jimmy by my money. Now, if Michael Harris want to say, or Snoop told you that Michael Harris had David Kenner do that for free, for free. I spent over $5 million. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to have my lawyer send David Kenner an email. I want all my money back. I want all the hours they built me. And I want to go to the state bar. I used to slap. But at these days now, slap them. They tell on you, and I'm back where I'm sitting at now. So I had a lawyer deal with in the state bar. So I will report David Kenner to the state bar. But one thing they can't say, Johnny Cochran came in and did a favor for me. And Don Ray was paid. So David Kenner got $5 million plus. He can run me my shit. But the thing about this day is real plain and simple. There's only one truth. Most people are scared of it. That's why they want to read our history. The second thing is that, you know, I see what they're trying to do. They turn around and say they're doing, they lie and say they bought their phone, they have their phone. you talking about the same who committed a fraud against me and Death Row. I am Death Row. I started to change, and ain't just no chain. We got this branding on us. So for these dudes that want to say they have Death Row and do all this tricky stuff, I'm going to legally attack them. First of all, I'm going to legally attack Denzel. Denzel tells Antoine Fuqua to do the Death Row documentary without me. The reason why they say it's Denzel doing it, I told Antoine to do it because Michael Harris gave Denzel money. That never gave me no drug money, and guess what? I was investigated by the FBI and audited and went through my shit backwards and forwards. And pick and choose what type of relationship Denzel got with the government. Because at the same time, if this motherfucker can say he gave you drug money and you agree and said he did, and you tell Denzel, um, Denzel tell Antoine to do the documentary on Death Road out Mr. Knight, what type of 
relationships you have. But we know what's up with, with Denzel. I bought some property in, 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 in you know, Beverly Park. They didn't want me in there so bad when I went and bought some land. They all signed paperwork spot. They just couldn't say they didn't want blacks in there, but they all said they didn't want nobody in there with a felony. And Antoine, look here, boy. You know I know the goods on you. You want to start something? It's going to be something. But when people try to rewrite history and do a documentary on death row who have nothing to do with death row, Snoop, you was an artist. Your first name was Snooper Duper. You're not death row. And most importantly, how is y'all talking about Tupac when none of y'all with Tupac? Mike definitely don't know Tupac. Had nothing to do with Tupac. Snoop, we got the receipts. How you felt about the homie. That's where the problem is at. I'm quite sure everything's a little tight right now. Because everybody know the truth coming out. But one thing for sure, Dave, I'm going after Jimmy M for my bread. I'm going after David Kenner this week for my. Matter of fact, when I hang up this phone with you, I'm gonna call David Kenner and tell him. He this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. You want me my bread? You know the sad thing about this, Dave. That? I always kept quiet. I always kept positive, right? It's my best. But it's like this. I went through it with Jerry Heller, and I fought with these dudes off their deals, off their contracts, and get them a good life. Jerry sent... The only thing did between Jerry and Jimmy Iovine is two things. Standing up for right, Jerry Heller going to send everything he could out of my I respect Jerry Heller because he kept the street. He going to send their gang members. He going to send their organized crime. He going to see him want to take some bread and try to knock him down. He would all that. He did all that. God just blessed me more and made me stronger. I'm still here. Jimmy Iovine, he going to stick those lawyers on you. He going to stick those DAs on you. He gonna sit those judges on you. I'm here, <laughs> so you know, ball to ball to strike a strike. But I ain't scared of it because even though I'm in prison, my happiness is here. Now all the shit I've been through, they say I got the worst case of PTSD, like a war hero. But I've been through some wars, and you know. If I get knocked down, I get back up. If I get shot, I pass myself up. If you do fall and beat me out some bread, I don't fall on the ground and cry about it. I get on my feet and make some more bread. It's one thing for sure. If you did it once, you can do it again. So I'm doing series, not me personally, but they're doing series on the whole truth of everything even though I'm talking about you know series you ought to be able to tell detail step by step what really happened how I really got started and really what really goes on like I said Dave I appreciate the fact that 
we have a deep step in culture. I'm not doing it for no bread. I don't get paid. If I can give back, or somebody can learn from my mistakes, or the great things I did, and become better than me, I'm doing something. I just think we all need to take a deep breath. People should network together. People should see how far we can go as a team and as a situation where we're fighting amongst each other. War is never good for no one. At the same time, I'm not running from it. I'm already in the hole. I'm sitting right here in this. You would think I had an opportunity to move forward. They would appreciate their freedom. They would appreciate their life. And for Snoop, you wouldn't push in death row when you was on death row. Why push it now? You got the opportunity, Snoop. You with the white girl, with the white you with Martha Stewart and all of them. Push that positive you said you were doing. Church. What happened to that? All of a sudden you with the white dude now. Y'all gangsters. <laughs> y'all drug dealers. What? They out of my could they stand out of it? They probably can. Because at the same time, if they catch them dirty, they ain't going to do nothing about it. I'm going I'm to do it like this. They know they don't have the rights to the merchandise. They're supposed to honor those deals. Jack in the box, you getting sued. Anytime. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. If I was shooting a Jack in the box commercial, and I had on Nike or Adidas, Polo, they decide to color up that logo. They don't got the right to use it. Jack in the box. You can do a motherfucking Jack in the box commercial with Snoop wearing a death row chain. That's not his to wear. And once again, we got the proof that Snoop and Mike is partners. Now what I'm gonna do, the million dollars I paid to sell on the default judgment, I want my million dollars back. Now what I'm gonna say, since David Kenner says he did that uh, trial for Snoop as a favor for Mike, not only do I want my money back, when Lydia Harris got the default judgment, she said her partner was attorney David Kenner. So he owned half of the judgment. But the crazy thing about that, Lydia filed bankruptcy and never mentioned death row. David Kenner filed bankruptcy and never mentioned death row. If I did something like that, I'd be where I'm sitting, in prison. So now, I want the fraud. All this they did wrong, I want to get compensated. Those live in a glass house. One of the most positive things I can tell both of you two individuals. Don't start a rock fight when you live in a glass house. Dave, before I let you go, yeah, I understand what they're trying to do. You probably getting these calls because at the end of the day, they probably threaten you. They're probably trying to intimidate you. They probably don't want you fucking with nobody but them. Don't believe all that bullshit. You have 60 seconds remaining. God got you and I got you. And before I go, as I always say, you can get rich with the devil's money, but you only can be happy with God's money. 
So I'm gonna pray you bomb ass niggas out. I'm signing y'all straight up. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.